I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. Welcome. You can subscribe for free at iTunes, and you can also check them out at HeidiHarris.com, where I post them, and also on Facebook and Twitter, and it's pretty tough to avoid my podcast. And you can also check my live show weekdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. We're live from the Las Vegas Strip, weekdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., 670 a.m. KMZQ. A little bit later this morning... On this Memorial Day, I will be welcoming a three-star general, Lieutenant General Buck Bedard, into my studio. We're going to talk about all kinds of things related to what's happening in the world, what's happened with his career, his 38 years in the Marine Corps. I think he's a heck of a guy. I've gotten to know him over the last year or two, and it's been my honor, and it'll be my honor to welcome him into my live show today at 9 a.m. on 670 a.m. KMZQ, so don't miss it. On this Memorial Day, we are obviously honored by the folks who've put their lives in many cases, or certainly their livelihoods or their lifestyles ahead of themselves and provided the freedom to us that we take for granted. And one of the things that freedom allows for is people to fail. That's what freedom allows for. There are people who are not gonna do well in society because they make bad decisions. There are folks who I know have the odds stacked against them for whatever reason. Listen, I know some really good, honorable people who work really hard and they have health problems and they just have, somehow they're just behind the eight ball their entire life. And I get that. But the media doesn't help when they make it sound as if everybody's entitled to something, healthcare, housing, anything like that. You're not entitled to that. It's not the way America works. It's not the freedom that our veterans fought for to provide this. Interesting story in Politico where they were interviewing a an attorney who helps people who are getting evicted. And he was talking about the fact that he's upset that so many people who are getting evicted look like him. Well, I got news for you, pal. I know a whole lot of people who lost their houses in 08, 09, 07 who looked a lot like me. That's reality. If you can't pay the rent, you don't get to stay there. Somebody bought that building or that house or that complex or whatever. And that somebody has to keep the lights on, keep the water on, keep the plumbing working when people clog up toilets, keep the place looking decent. All of that costs money. They can't let people live there for free. He was talking about one particular woman who had $650 a month rent and she uh, always paid her rent, but then apparently she had a massive water and sewer bill of more than $700 and it forced her to choose between that and rent. She chose the water bill, uh, frustrated that the landlord had ignored her complaints about leaking pipes, da 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 Anyway, the landlord decided to evict her after she complained to city inspectors about the pipes. Now, obviously there are slumlords and I had a slumlord back when I was about 21, a real slumlord who did nothing to help fix the house. I get that. And that is unfair and that should be against the law. And it is against the law. But this idea that people should be able to stay in housing or not have to do anything, unfortunately is too prevalent. When you live in a place, even if you're renting, there are things you're gonna have to do. You hear stories about people who have a million roaches in their house, go buy some freaking raid at Walmart. Come on people. It's not the landlord's job to spray the inside of your apartment for roaches. If you don't keep it clean, if you leave food out, if you don't take care of the place, there are problems that are going to ensue. Sometimes you have to bomb the place and then you have to, you know, put one of those bug bombs in it and then you have to get with the neighbors and ideally you should all bomb together so that all the bugs don't run from one place to another place, right? There are just things you simply have to do 
and take responsibility for even if you're renting because what's happening in those four walls is largely your responsibility. Now, the plumbing isn't if that goes wrong, the air conditioning, I get that. But there's a lot of stuff about cleanliness and these kind of things that the people who live there are responsible for. I remember reading a story in a book that I highly recommend. It's called Life at the Bottom, The Worldview That Makes the Underclass. It's a fascinating sociological study. And there was one woman who lived in this you know, government subsidized housing, had a tiny little backyard that maybe her kids could play in, but it was full of trash, loaded with trash. And he said to her, he said, well, why don't you clean up the backyard? She goes, well, I've been calling, they won't do it. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell people who won't clean up their own yard, who won't take their own trash out, who won't spray for roaches in their own house. I really don't know. But the bottom line is that the landlord is not responsible to provide you a free place to live. And some folks think that. There was an interesting story in the RJ this weekend about building. It said, builders address affordable housing. Well, first of all, let's start with how do you define affordable housing? I define affordable housing as you get to live indoors and you can actually eat too. That's how I define affordable housing. But they don't define it that way. They said the desire for affordable new housing in Las Vegas, oh, now it's new housing. And the trend of price increases has buyers antsy of where the marketplace is headed when they're out looking for that first home or a move up home. So what? But let's go back to the headline. The headline is builders address affordable housing. What the headline should say is builders discuss affordable new homes for people who would like to have a new home. Well, listen, I've been in a situation when I was younger where I would like to have had a new home. You know what I could afford? A studio apartment. So that's where I lived. Now, to be honest, I really didn't want a new house because I didn't want the maintenance and the hassle associated with a house. But bottom line, it would have been nice to have a brand new condo or something. I couldn't afford it. I could only afford a studio apartment. That's what I lived in. And then when I made a little more money, I got a one bedroom apartment. Wow. And then when I made even more money, I got a two bedroom condo because the, at the time, my house payment for the condo would have been similar to what I would have paid for rent. So I moved up slowly. I didn't expect to have a three bedroom house in Summerlin. And people are complaining about the so-called lack of affordable housing when what they really want is a brand new house that's $150,000. It doesn't work that way, kids. And here's another point that is often forgotten. A lot of people have no business owning a home, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because they move into neighborhoods, they have these various programs they take advantage of where they get government assistance for down payment, so they have no skin in the game, or they're Section 8 or something, or even if they're an actual buyer of the home, they have no business owning a house. You know why? Because they don't wanna maintain it. They don't mow the grass, they don't paint the house. They don't do anything that's actually required of a homeowner. Homeownership's a pain in the butt. It's a lot of work. And my husband does most of the exterior on our house. He does the grass and he does this and he does that. That's why when I was single, I had a condo because I didn't want to mow grass or trim bushes or do that kind of stuff. And a lot of people think they want to own a house, but they don't really want to do what's necessary to own a house. Homeownership is not for everyone. And the newspaper and all these various news sites need to stop making people think they're entitled to homes. And then they try to make the builders sound like horrible human beings for building houses that are over $300,000. Well, you know what? It costs money to build a house. I mean, it's ridiculous. One sales manager at a loan company said it's up to the real estate community to educate buyers when they want a home, for example, in the Southwest for one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000, which is not possible. Right! 
You don't get a house in Summerlin with a three-car garage and four bedrooms for $150,000 or $200,000. You just don't. He said people moving into the marketplace are more realistic and understanding, hopefully. He said, I've seen a lot of people coming here from California and they think this is a dream, even if they lived in North Las Vegas and worked in Henderson. In California, they would beg for that. It's our job to educate and make the comparison. That's exactly right. People need to understand you can't have everything. And I remember back when I got married and I decided to sell my condo because I had trouble renting it. The rental market was not that great. So I decided to sell it. I advertised the condo as two bedroom, two bath. I cannot tell you how many people this is before I got a realtor, how many people came to my house and wanted to look at it and said, what do you mean it doesn't have three bedrooms? That's right, because this is the price of it. And if you want a three bedroom, you'd have to pay probably 30 or 40,000 more. Everybody wants something for nothing. Now my first book, Cocktail Waitress Wisdom, you can get it on Amazon. I have a whole chapter in that book called The Nickel Player Mentality. Everybody wants everything for nothing. They're the cheapest people in the world, whether they're buying real estate, whether they're playing nickel slots, whether they're buying cars. I couldn't believe how many people saw the listing for my place and said, well, where's the third bedroom? There isn't one. That's why it's under $100,000. Oh my gosh. Okay, get a realtor. Don't ever try to sell the property on your own. I had no patience for these idiots. I really didn't. Anyway, unfortunately, a lot of people do have this attitude that they're entitled to everything for nothing. Let me give you another example in the news this week. There was a whiny story about how in rural areas, one thing is worse than murder, they say. Hospital closings can be devastating, is the headline. And there's a whiny story about a guy whose wife got sick and it was closed, the hospital was closed. He couldn't decide whether to drive her 60 miles one way or 70 miles another, this and that and the other. And how many rural hospitals are closing and how terrible it is on the people who live in the country and this and that. Okay, once again, you're not entitled to a hospital, and most places that are idyllic little places in the middle of nowhere have a cost to pay. You're not going to get a pizza in 10 minutes. You may not have a Walmart close by, and you sure as hell probably won't have a hospital. Now, most people who get to a certain age have to decide where they're going to live, and a lot of that is decided if they have to move or decide to move to a retirement community. Much of that is decided on where they can get medical care. My mother is in a situation where she's got some health issues now for the first time in her life, and she loves her medical care. She doesn't leave where she's living, and she likes her house too, but she likes where she lives, and a big factor is the medical care. And so when you get to a certain age, yes, that's a consideration, but people who live in rural homes, they want Wi-Fi, pizza in 10 minutes, uh, you know, grocery stores real close by, and of course, they want a hospital. The reason that you live in the boonie land that everybody else isn't there is because that stuff isn't there. <laughs> if you want all of the conveniences of a busy community, including the traffic and everything else, then you have to live where the hospitals and the doctors and the services are. I mean, how is this even a conversation on a website? And this is a pretty mainstream website. How is it un even a conversation? There was a mayor who served as a mayor for 12 years in this particular area in, in North Carolina, staged protests when the medical consortium prepared to close the hospital because it was losing money. It's not the hospital's obligation to continue to lose money. It's ridiculous. He said it's worse than murder. Everyone who needs emergency care and is dying is being murdered by this company. Really? 
People can't pick up and move. I know it's not that easy. Moving sucks. I've done it more than once. I know it's not fun and it may be tough, but bottom line, you can't blame the hospital. They're not obligated to sit there and lose money just in case you might need them in the middle of the night. So on this Memorial Day, when we're supposed to be commemorating the incredible sacrifices made by our men and women in uniform to provide the freedom that we in America often take for granted, we got to remember that with freedom comes responsibility. You have the ability, but nobody's guaranteeing you anything. No one's guaranteeing you a home, a car, a hospital close by, a job, or anything else. That's not what freedom's about. Freedom is you have the opportunity to make good choices for your life and actually make something of your life in America, which is virtually impossible in most of the world. So instead of whining about how, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that, we ought to be grateful for what we do have. And it's incredible. I mean, most of the world just wonders if they're going to make it through the day without being murdered. Are they going to have enough food to do? Look at the people in Venezuela. Look at what the people are suffering in Venezuela. They're losing weight. They're starving. They're eating their pets. They're eating horses. They're doing all kinds of crazy things. Venezuela is a disaster. These people don't know if they're going to live till the end of the day. This is the kind of craziness that goes on in the world. And we in America have everything. And if you don't like the fact that you can't get a pizza or get hospital service in the middle of the night in some rural area, guess what? You have the freedom in America to leave. Yes, it's inconvenient, but you have the freedom. You ought to be thankful for that. There are a lot of places in the world where if you don't like it, you can't move. It's not possible. So on this Memorial Day, we need to be thankful to God and to our amazing men and women of uniform for everything that we have. And coming up this morning on the Heidi Harris Show live at 9 a.m. on 670 AM KMCQ, I'm going to have a three-star general, Buck Bedard, in studio with me. It's always an honor to speak to him. He spent 38 years in the Marine Corps, and we've got a lot to chat with the general about. We're going to talk about world affairs. Obviously, we're going to talk about his career, how he sees America going, all of that. Coming up this morning at 9 a.m., live from the Las Vegas Strip at 670 a.m. KMZQ. You can always check out my website, HeidiHarris.com. Be sure and sign up for my free newsletter there. And I'm going to be posting a new reading list here coming up in a couple of days. You can also pick up my brand new book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. You can pick it up at Amazon or Kindle. And a lot of people are raving about it. And I worked really hard on it. So I hope you appreciate it. Until we meet again, remember, freedom is never free. That's for sure. And you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scott. Well.